Or do you guys have your laptop? If you want to check us out on all of our social media platforms, on Twitter at Tinfoil Hat Cast, on Instagram at Tinfoil Hat Pod, or allcomedytshirts.com, email us at tinfoilhatpod at gmail.com. Tinfoil Hat. Tinfoil Hat. Hey, man, where's hey, the man. truth there, dog? Tinfoil Hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Are you ready to get your mind blown? Yeah, welcome back. We are excited to be back in the studio. You know what show you're listening to. Tinfoil Hat. Uh, joining me as always is Off the Grid. Living, loving, Sam. Good to see you, man. Good to see you. Got a great show for you guys. A lot of amazing stuff's going on. We are right now, we have September 5th is the next big uh, Tinfoil Hat comedy night. It's going to be in the belly room of the comedy store. So get on that. Obviously, next Tuesday, not this Tuesday, is the uh, Comedy Chaos again. We have Joe Rogan, Whitney Cummings, Chelsea Cook, and we got a couple other people putting that together. That will be great. We're working on Houston. We're working on Toronto. We're going to bring the tour there, the Tinfoil Hat Comedy Tour. Uh, I'm supposed to look at you right there. And so that's a lot of great stuff going on. Check out the shirts. Check out all that stuff. And... uh yeah, that's a quick one, dude. Get in, get out with those uh, with the uh, with the with the beginning verbiage. Uh, why don't you introduce our guest, Ryan? Because I know you're oh, giddy. Shit. I can see the hard nipples through your. Oh, you shit. know it, man. The last time he was here, he taught us a lesson how not to go into the bone zone for sure. To very for much sure. research before getting your guest on. So yes, welcome back, Mister Brendan Walsh, everyone. Yeah, Walsh, yeah, how baby. are you, buddy? How to not go into the bone zone? I yeah, what happened? Well, I, no, I don't. I don't this, he he was working on that all day. That was oh. his big presentation, <laughs> and nothing hit. But, but listen, a lot of things have happened since you've been on. Guy yeah. had a kid. When was the last time I was on? Was you did like, a, you did some tour with Doug Stanhope. You're on fire. I'm on fire. You're probably Put the person out. Stanhope talks about more than anyone. It's a drinking game. If you listen to the Doug Stanhope oh, podcast, funny. every time Walsh or uh, anyone, Morgan Murphy's mentioned, you got to take a shot of vodka. Oh, yeah. That's funny. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, me and Doug have known each other for a long time. I did. Uh, I just did a show with him at the comedy store. Yeah, that, I was out of town, or else I would have been. I love, I it's love good. when Doug plays yeah. there, man. I love when Doug plays. That's right, I was there. Okay. Oh yeah, Aaron, that's right. Aaron, Aaron was, was there. there. Aaron was there. Uh, Aaron doesn't even come Aaron, to our you shows. don't talk to the end, okay? <laughs> you sit in your cage and you wait and you tell us where we're full of shit. All right. Is uh, this live on? Or is no, it, no, no, no. Oh, we don't go live. We don't go live. I didn't know. So talk to us about this tour you got going on. Well, I'm doing a tour, me and Brett Erickson. You know Brett? Yeah. Um, real funny guy. He's another guy that I met through Stanhope. Um, we're going to do a tour of just the Bay Area. Uh, San Francisco, San Carlos, Santa Cruz, Rohnert Park, Oakland. Uh, it's August 8th through 12th. I love it. Um, yeah, I figured, you know, I always have fun up there. Like, I always have fun shows. Like, I, the Punchline is one of the few clubs that I still kind of work at regularly. Right. You're not a club guy, right? I, do you, when you I mean, tour, what do you play? More like what we call the alt venues, like rock clubs? Try, and- I'm just not on the road that much anymore. Like, I kind of got a few jobs that kept me off the road. And you like that You because you just had a kid? I kind of like... I don't miss driving the fucking LAX every mm. Thursday. Um, and 
I'm not that popular. Like, you know, I got sick of doing the five shows. In my heart, you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, but it's like, you know, going, you know, flying to like, you know, places you don't want to go. You got to be there for, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, you got to do five shows at like a club for not much money. It just kind of gets old. And then, well, I mean, you know, just financially, I was making more money staying in town, working on a couple shows. Um, but those shows got canceled. So, yeah, now I'm kind of in a weird spot with like. Hey, it's the cycle of the gigs, man. It's like when you get in art, like. This isn't like a thing that's guaranteed checks every time. It's like a kind of weird thing. And if it is, it's usually involving something else. What ebbs and it flows and it goes up and it goes down. Yeah. What I, I'm going to be honest with you, this year I've done the least amount of touring I've ever done. Yeah. And, you know, I have other projects that are going really well and that's kind of how I make my money. And, like, part of me is guilty because I'm not, oh, dude, I'm not road doctor. But I'm like... I see what they're offering out there. I did it for 10 years. Yeah, you know, and I'm, it's just no money. Yeah. There's no... Well, I mean, I mean, it's kind of... It's up to you to get fucking popular, you right, know? Like, right, right, right. Uh, and it's like, all right, you know, I'm not fucking Hannibal Burris. You know, like, I'm the clubs that I'm headlining, I'm headlining for about the same money I started headlining. About. Right. And uh, there's no... I don't really have an argument because it's like... Yeah, we get good, like, that's, and that's kind of why I'm moving into, like, smaller, like, I'd rather do, like, just rock clubs, because it's at the point, you know, with the podcasts and everything, and everything I've done, it's like, I can get a hundred people to come out to see that's me. That's great. But it's, yeah, which is great. That's like, you know, in some places, get like a hundred people, and that's why, that's why we're doing the Bay Area, because I always, like, the punchline, it seemed like every show, because you still do four or five shows or whatever. Um, but every show, there would be a good amount of people that were definitely were like, oh, I love the Bone Zone or like, oh, I've, I love your comedy. I've seen you before with Stand Up, whatever. So uh, we're just giving it, we might be stepping on our own dick. I don't know if all these things are too close <laughs> Well, you together. know, it's that positive attitude that's going to really push you through it, dude. We'll see. I mean, it'll be fun because it's a fun, I love the Bay Area. Right. So like, Listen, even dude. if it's not like, you know, you know, Doug stayed up a long time ago, and Doug's got his following. You know, obviously, it's very strong. Yeah. But, you know, he's talking to my friend Brett Ernst, and Brett's like, hey, man, you're pretty brave to go and, uh, you know, do this thing. He's like, hey, you could do it, too. You're just afraid to do it. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm with you. I never really had the following, and I'm not saying i got a following now, but we've done a couple of these tinfoil hats in some places yeah. and done really good numbers. And it's like, okay, so that's kind of like tapping into this following that the show gets has really helped. And it's like I would rather play for 100 people coming to see me and I, I get that door yeah. than to go see like play. And I, I have nothing against clubs either because I like doing a club one. It's just easier. You know, yeah. you show up, you get your check, you know, you got to do no a little risk. radio. You know, yeah. it's like it's it's not bad. And I like doing a lot of shows, too. But mm-hmm. I also like the money, too. And it's just like, oh, when, when you start producing your own stuff and you realize how much the clubs are making oh, yeah. and what they're paying you, it's like, okay, yeah. all right. I, they make more money off, and you're you're bigger than I am, but you know you, they make their money off of us. Like right, when yeah. Rogan comes in, he they you don't know, make any money. They make no money. That's for street cred. Yeah, and then we come in, and then that's where they make all the yeah. money. 
Yeah. You know? And it's, they get to keep all the ticket money and for all sure. the bar money. Well, if you guys are in the Bay Area, you got to check out Walsh. You're going to laugh your tits off. You stole our Pasadena show with the comment about building a wall around someone and dumping trash. Yeah. Oh, yeah, home. yeah, yeah. Dude. That turned into a bit. Uh, God damn, it was so funny, man. Yeah, that at the Ice House, the uh, the uh, the tinfoil hat show. Yeah, I got a couple bits out of that night. Yeah, because I just like we're gonna do it the again, whole week. Dude. Just was writing, was like, well, I can fucking do some of the crazier shit that you know that I've been thinking about. You were the guy that people walked up and they're like, man, we love the show. Who was the guy with the crazy yellow glasses? <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's Walsh, dude. Yeah, Everything. man. Yeah, you did great. And I'm like, that that's what show. the show's about, yeah. is just being able to say whatever the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. And I remember Jimmy Dore was like, dude, this crowd's great, man. The, you can't lose them. And that was, yeah. the, I'm like, okay, we're on to something. And since then, it's been growing a lot. Since you've been on the show, it's grown and it's pretty cool. And I, I'm super happy to have you on because I know you are also in kind of, it's kind of fun watching like you and maybe Dave Anthony too dance on the fringe of conspiracies. I've been literally called a crazy person by everybody in this town. Well, yeah. everybody, you know, yeah, people are fucking, it's like conspiracies, it's turned into a dirty word, you know, yeah. like it's, synonymous with psycho that, yeah. that's you know that's stereotypes white middle-aged men with lower educational qualifications right well how many uh, how the... many degrees do i have to get before i'm not lower education i i have a degree i graduated from a renowned college it's called unlv we had a great basketball team so i have a degree from that how low how many degrees do i have to get before i'm a higher educated motherfucker i don't know they also are theorists or characterized as those who reject the political system as a whole which yeah. I know the only thing I would vote for is fire. Yeah. So if I showed up to like a voting booth and I had Molotov cocktail or grenade as an option, I'd yeah. be like, sure. I got choices today. You know? Yeah. yeah. But well, the uh, whole thing needs to be burnt down. And I don't think anybody's brave enough to do it right now because nobody rocks a boat. And I get why Hollywood, again, we talk about this all the time, but it's the same. I get why people in Hollywood don't want to get into this. There's so many green lights you got to get to get to this fucking project you want that just you just need to piss off one person. You don't even know why you pissed them off. Yeah. And now you don't get the job. So yeah. I get it. I don't really care for any of that shit anymore. So I just like to be t- – I just enjoy this genre. I wonder, I mean, is it the cause of our disenchantment of democracy conspiracy theories or is it the other way around, you know? Well, I just think that we are we are more right than we are wrong. Hmm. And yes, there's going to be some psychopaths who say some crazy ass shit, but we are more right than we are wrong, especially on this geopolitical shit that we're going to get into. Yeah, I think conspiracy theories are a symptom of a deeper angst uh, as society as a whole. It's like we're trying to fill in these missing pieces of the puzzle, so... Yeah, we're going to fucking well, shoot kind of staring you right in the face, too, a lot of it. Like, you know, it just makes sense, you know, <laughs> like where, you know, war is fucking profitable. And why is there, you know, since what fucking 19, since World War One, why has there just been never ending fucking war? You know, who's making the money off these wars? Who's, you know, who's po- which politicians are kowtowing to these guys? And I think that's what gets you killed, too. I mean, I think if you really look back to, like, JFK, you know, I mean, all these people that get fucking assassinated. Bad guys never get assassinated. It's just always, like, Yeah, Cheney's still here. Cheney, I mean, I just saw Bob Dole fucking celebrate his 95th birthday. Like, how do these fucking politicians, every single one of them basically makes it to 100? Yeah, we were talking the other day. I put this on Twitter. How many elites have died from cancer? They None. came up with two. Yeah. Disney, I think, and uh, and Steve Jobs. 
That's it. Yeah. Like nobody, like I have, mul- I know multiple people just in my life yeah. that have passed away from cancer. Yeah. Of the elites, I can name two of yeah. over the years and years and years. I was just talking to somebody about that. It's just like, is it like, what do you do? You get like MRIs every six months. Like, I mean, obviously they have the best medical care, but to completely avoid any kind of like any thing killing you besides being 99 yeah i mean that's the leading cause of death of all politicians is being 99 yeah i mean the the rockefeller just passed away he was was on his eighth heart transplant yeah he's going straight to the line dude how do you fuck i know that's like you know but yeah everything's fair everything's even you know so we want to get into the dark hands of things you kind of i go what do you want to talk about and you kind of listed some stuff and they were all kind of in the same realm of you know false flags and you know this whole thing with hoaxes you know this is a dangerous time dude and these dangerous times i think we need a dangerous podcast this might be (laughs) one of the most dangerous podcasts of all and that's because I can kind of look at most of these false flags. Now, I'm going to be honest with you, man. As I've done this research, I realize I've been wrong on some stuff. So that was kind of cool. It's either wrong or the information has been wiped from the Internet. So <laughs> that's been my, you know, like I said, before I had a kid and stuff, I would take my computer, my laptop to bed, fucking go down, you know, pick a rabbit hole and fucking go down it. Lately, I mean, ever since, I don't know if it's the net neutrality thing, YouTube, it's Anything you type in anything like Sandy Hook conspiracy, the top fifty results are from like ABC, CBS. Like it's all just, and they're all uh, videos saying like you know another nut says that it's a conspiracy. Like there's no like I just was like because we were talking about JFK Jr. and there were like some good videos, and now it's just like everything's basically been wiped from YouTube. Somebody's got to make. Well, it's these AIs, dude. Uh, you know when we label this show. I have to keep keywords out because they'll just shadow ban it or they'll demonetize it. Like I can't on YouTube describe what we're going to talk about in this episode. People are going to have to listen to it Mm -hmm. and just trust me. That's an interesting topic because if I put what we're talking about, it will get fucking banished to YouTube hell. It'll just have to be a cash cag, unicorn, sugar, frosted flakes. Right. But there are, vi- there are like just articles that I know I read that I could not you find. Can't find them, yeah. No matter how much I changed it up, it did not show up. You know, I'll get into these articles that I could not find. How and easy re- it is to control the mes- message, control the media. Well, I want to get into where I think this all starts, and it starts very much with. Lincoln, right? Lincoln's the first kind of conspiracy that we, you know, we all know of. Mm-hmm. He gets assassinated. Yeah. Who assassinates him? John Wilkes Booth, right? Mm-hmm. Who turns out to be... It's like a Freemason. Or, Freemason yeah. level 33 Freemason. Okay. All in a bunch of... I mean, like, the conspiracy... There's so many conspiracies with this. Elvin Pike, right? Albert Pike oh. is the guy who basically starts... The Civil War by, like, basically paying for fucking unrest in the South. Like, he begins this. This is the guy who put out the three different World War Threes, right? The different wars he wants to the New World Order. Uh, There's a gentleman, they say, Edwin Santin was in charge of the cover-up, they say, of this, of assassination of... um, uh, 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 Excuse me, uh, 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 Lincoln, okay? And that... 
the story, according to a couple articles, is that the body that they found wasn't even John Wilkes Booth, that they had just found somebody and burned him. And they said that that it was Wilkes. And, you know, we've seen that a bunch of times. If you look at, like, what hit, went on with Hitler, right? Oh, like how that's not oh, yeah. his body. <clears throat> well, it's a female's body. like a body? I th- they were just like, ah, oh, he killed himself in a bunker. The official story is so crazy that the Russians put out because the Russians are the ones that uh, discovered him. They buried him. They exhumed him. They buried him again. There's all this, like, multiple burials yeah. and moving them to different locations. So it's like... And then the, what they, when they tested the actual bones, it was female. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's like Bin Laden, too. That's, it's just like, it, we're living, everything is so surreal. It's been very surreal since 9-11, I think, has like really been a big turning point of like, what you think you saw, you didn't see. Yeah. I mean, that was like the kind of the official story for JFK, too, where it's like, he got shot in the face. No, 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 no. Got shot yeah. by one shot back to, you know, and it's like, well, how did the bullet, like the whole. Why is he grabbing his throat? It's just, yeah, that's like, and once the government figured out, they that can be the official story is like, nah, what you think you saw, you didn't see. And anybody who says they saw what they saw. Demonized. Is fucking nuts. Yeah. And that like the Bin Laden thing where it's just like, what? You fucking got like, this guy's been a boogeyman for over a decade. Oh, no, we got him. Threw him in the ocean. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't see the no, body. we got him. Yeah. Can't yeah, see no, nothing. No, proof. No, 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 no proof. We don't need no proof of that. All, we all, threw him in the ocean. It's, oh, it's and by the way, all the Navy SEALs yeah. invo- involved with that are now dead, yeah. except for one guy who wrote the book who kind of says the official narrative, right? Fuck. So here, did you ever know, and we talk about this, but you say you actually found proof <laughs> that Russia backed Lincoln. Have you ever heard that? I have heard that, Yeah. That, um, and this is kind of where the Red Scare begins, even though the Red Scare goes all the way back to the Kazarians and how Russia and Kazarians used to battle all the time. Okay. And the Kazarians now are somewhat to be the uh, the uh, Rothschilds and all these like the, the black nobility mm-hmm. guys and all that stuff. And how there's always been a battle between them and the Russians for like ever. It's just nonstop. I mean, I in a nutshell. Yeah, what is the, yeah, okay. What's it, the Russia-Lincoln thing? I remember so reading that. In October 1862, an ultimatum was issued to the North and South to end the war or face a more resolute action from Britain. So they're like, what? Fuck you. We're going to continue fighting, you know? <laughs> Union morale was therefore at its lowest in 1863, despite victories at Gettysburg, Vicksburg, and amidst the crisis, rescue came from an unlikely source, which was Russia. At this time, Russia was also facing its own insertion of from its subjects, the Poles, uh, who supported by France and Britain. Yep. So this is their idea. Facing the same hostile coalition brought the governments of Lincoln and Alexander II together. Alexander had also freed the Russian serfs and thus sympathized with the Union's cause. Yeah, he's for like, sure. He's like, we had slaves, but no more. So what happens is these, these, uh, these international bankers go in, set up... Uh, centralized banks and all, especially all these European, European countries, control the money. You control the military, and they use these militaries to go take out of the countries that don't have centralized yeah. banks. And that was at the time, the United States had kicked out the right. that version. Uh, I think it was the first national bank or something they mm-hmm. called it. That first version got kicked out, and because and that's when Lincoln uh, puts out greenbacks. Mm-hmm. He, okay. On September 1863, the Russian Baltic fleet arrived at New York and the Far East at San Francisco. So it came on both sides of the coast to save us. 
It arrived at a crucial point when Britain and France were on the verge yep. of interfering. And they're like, ah, because they're going to come in on the side of the Confederacy. Because the, and, and the only deal was is that the Confederacy would have to agree to a centralized bank. So this has started way back. Hmm. Way back. Yeah. So that's the first time. Now let's fast forward to the next kind of really traumatizing one, which is obviously JFK. Yeah. You know, here's a guy. And what do we have in common with these two things? Wanted to get rid of centralized bank. JFK was very anti-intelligence uh, agency. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a big part of uh, this whole group, the mob. He, mob was that. He had a, basically a recipe for an assassination. Yeah. Piss off the CIA. Piss off the Federal Reserve. Piss off the mob. It, it, shit's going to go down. Yeah. I mean, the Federal Reserve, I think, is the biggest Yeah, one, for sure. You know. For sure, man. And then look who's there because here's a common guy. Look who's here. There's So Trump does this big uh, CIA, JFK documents dump. Doesn't dump all of them. Okay. But dumps a lot of stuff. And one of the things they released that I don't know why it got was uh, – did, did you find it's <laughs> yeah. a separate email? Uh, it's basically this document that basically puts George Bush oh, in yeah. Dallas that day. Yeah. Well, there's a photograph of a guy. Leaning against a wall? Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, oh, that's him. The way he stands, the, the shape of his head. I mean, he's totally there. That's And that was the, you know, the JFK Jr. Uh, I think the Bushes killed him, too. Oh, for sure, dude. Because that's like, who would have won? Because it was 99 when he died. Right. And he died in a plane crash where... If you, like, do any research on that, like, there was none of the fucking protocol was followed that day, yeah. much like 9-11, too, yeah. where it's just like, oh, yeah. oh, there's, like, four planes missing we'll off the radar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nah, keep the fucking fighter jets grounded. Cheney's yeah. calling people. Yeah, I'm yeah. having multiple heart attacks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sends them out to the ocean. Go into the sea. Just yeah. fly around the sea. Oh, really? The Pentagon got hit by a plane? Isn't that the most uh, we'll get protected fucking building in the, on the, in the universe? But uh, JFK Jr., like, so he, yeah, that whole thing when his plane went off radar, went missing and stuff, like, there was no protocol followed by the FAA that day. But that's was my thinking even back then was, like, well, if he ran for president, like, who's going to fucking win? A guy named John F. Kennedy or a guy named George Bush? Well, dude, I mean, think about what the Bushes did, in particular, George Bush Sr. Oh, yeah. He wiped out the fucking political family of the United States and inserted his own family in there. We now have multiple Bushes as president when it should have been multiple Kennedys. How many Kennedys ran and how many of them were fucking taken out? Yeah. They did it over and over again. Then let's go to the the Reagan's fucking assassination. The attempt. Oh, that was totally Bush. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's so fucking... And, and people talking about, like, uh, Vladimir Putin, where they're just like, he's a fucking monster. He's a KGB guy. And I meant... To, I didn't do the tweet, but I, was, I wanted to do a tweet like, yeah, that's crazy. Could you imagine if we had a guy who was head of the CIA as president? And yeah. Then, like, his son? Yeah. I mean, dude, the guy takes out... The, okay, so Hinckley takes out, tries to take out Reagan. Yeah, who would benefit most from that? Bush, George yeah, Bush to be president. Here's the thing about Hinckley: his father and George Bush are friends oh, from fucking that. oil days in Texas. Oh, They're yeah. both oil men. Yeah, dude, George Bush Jr. says that Hinckley is actually his friend, a good family <laughs> friend. Wow, I didn't know that. 
And just think about this. What did Hinkley do? Go to a mental facility? So we're told. Yeah, that's told? the yeah, that's the thing too, where it's just like where you know. And when we get told this, like these people that commit these crimes, these big, these big, oh, they're in jail. You're like, really? Yeah. Where? I mean, we never see that they're in jail. They walk them in, and then like, all of a sudden they get. Who knows where they're fucking after that? Yeah. Change your name. They up. could be fucking gone. You know what's crazy about Hinkley is they say the same thing happened with him with uh, Mark David Chapman. Is oh, that yeah. after he fires, he like stops. He they all pulls, do, he dude. He pulls the trigger, and they have this dazed look on their face. Like, yeah. what, what am I doing here? MK yeah. Ultra shit. Well, yeah. that's the thing with the guy who shot uh, Robert Kennedy, too. Like, he seems pretty rational. Like, if you ever see an interview with Sirhan Sirhan, I mm-hmm. think is his name, uh, he's just like, I don't know what happened. Like, I don't remember any of it. Yeah. How about the guy who shot the theater? Oh, yeah, the uh, the Batman guy? Yeah. yeah. He doesn't remember any of it. He was in a government program, which was basically an MK Ultra program, yeah. right? DARPA. It's a DARPA. Yeah, he was involved in the neurological department of uh, neuro implants of DARPA. Now, wasn't there something that his father his was about was, to testify? Yeah, some financial. His dad was some kind of a, some kind of a banker. I don't know. He was some kind of financial guy that was about... He was about to testify against some... I, I don't know the story. I, I, I can't remember it. But his... Uh, his father was basically going to testify, I forget, against some... I think it might have been the, the company that's in Denver, the big like Lockheed Martin or some shit like that, testify about some fucking product. And here we are, it's just spitballing. I'm going to get ripped on for this one because <laughs> I just remembered... The shooting, and I didn't do the investigation, but basically his dad was about to testify, and um, and then this happened. So it wipes out anything about him testifying. It damages the kids. It damages the family name, and we just see another connection. Here's a kid in DARPA again, right, in a government program. Yeah, the guy we're talking about is James Holmes. His Yeah, and his dad. Who's James Holmes' dad, right? There's something about that. In addition, James Holmes' father, Dr. Robert Holmes, worked for San Diego-based HNC Software Inc., a company that worked with DARPA to develop cortonic neural networks oh my that enable God. machines to translate our uh, visual stimuli and uh, simulate <laughs> human thinking. So crazy. So this guy was—he's the doctor from uh, Terminator Two that they go back. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, uh, for sure. That's nuts, right? But we jumped one. We jumped 9-11, which is a huge one. A lot of people don't know. We've talked about this before. I, I don't know how much you are into the whole 9-11 stuff. But, like, John Brennan, oh, the yeah. fact that this dude is allowed to walk around mm-hmm. without being just grabbed by mobs and th- lynched from trees yeah. is unbelievable to me. When you realize that this guy... Now, do you ever hear the rumors that John Brennan was, like, is a Muslim? You know, you ever hear those rumors? There's this no. stuff Because he went to Mecca. He met with the royal family in Saudi Arabia. And you're only allowed... In, and we've talked about this before on the show, but you're only allowed in Mecca if you're a Muslim. Okay. So he was seen there, but people don't realize that the royal family can invite one or two non-Muslims to Mecca. And so John Brennan was one of them. John Brennan was also Obama's right-hand man. Now, there's all this connection between Obama and the uh, Saudi royal family, okay? And that, that nobody knows how Obama got in to Harvard. 
And basically that that Obama's whole records are just sealed. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what grades did he get? What did he take? Nobody fucking knows. Because really? there's supposedly, nobody knows how he paid for Harvard. Yeah. And that's this, the, there's supposed to be the secret connection between Obama and the Saudi Arabia. And uh, so John Brennan goes to uh, Mecca, and I think this is where everything gets hatched. He greenlights all 19 of the hijackers. Okay. He greenlights them to have work visas to come in town. He was told not to do it, and he greenlights them. Well, that's I, I didn't know that, uh, that there was a direct connection to all oh, yeah, 19 dude. of the hijackers who didn't. I mean, who knows what went down that day like that's the thing is like that's the that's the worst like when you get into this with somebody and they're like well then what happened then you're like i don't know what the fuck happened but what they said happened didn't fucking happen right like i don't i'm not saying i have the answers but like you know building seven just fucking fell straight down wasn't hit by anything was barely on fire like and now it's not even in the 9-11 report. Yeah. And I think that, like, you know, going back to the JFK Jr., I mean, I do think that's why they killed him because this plan was already – they this plan was uh, – they already had this fucking planned out way before the 2000 election. It's like we're going to put fucking George Bush Jr. in there no matter what, you know, like – I mean, the you know, they had the uh, – what's his name? Al Gore, I guess, gave him, like, a run for his money, but – Everything is just, you know, the Supreme Court appointed him president. And that's like what Scalia, there's a quote of him saying, like, basically, like, okay, this has gone on too long because all the recounts and shit and that were happening in Florida, where his brother was fucking governor. Oh, and his brother, his uh, his cousin is the head of CNN who makes the first call. Yeah. That oh uh oh it's not guaranteed it uh, we think something's like we can't call Florida yet and yeah. that's when they buy time yeah so let's I mean let's get into nine eleven here okay what else is going on who is the security company for the World Trade Center Martin Bush yeah or is Marty Martin is that his name we'll call him Marty. Marvin no it's Marvin we'll go Marvin, Marvin Bush yeah. Marvin Bush where else is Marvin Bush the security company for Oklahoma City oh was he yeah he's the same guy. And he's, they don't talk about him. Like, he's a secret brother. And that's what I was going to say, like, with the Scalia comment. Basically, he's like he says, the Peyton Manning <coughs> brother that never quarterbacks. He's the wide receiver. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And nobody wants to talk about him. <laughs> but the Scalia's quote is basically like, we're just going to appoint the president this one time. And this can never happen again. Like, he makes it a law where, like, we're going to do it this time. But this could never happen again. Yeah. Marvin P. Bush, the president's younger brother, was a principal in a company called Securicom that provided security to the World Trade Center, United Airlines, and Dole's International Airport. Yeah. Where it took off. Didn't his contract end like I didn't know that. Think about it. Dole's, and the biggest thing that was supporting the Bush, uh, his whole presidency, his campaign, was the airline industry. And then after it happens, what's the most American thing you can do? Get back on planes or the terrorists lose. Hmm. So then they boost up they boost up air all the things that come with air. You have to get all these extra paid. Oh yeah. Now yeah. you gotta now you gotta put in all these scanners, turn us all right. into mutants. We gotta we got it just was this big hire cash a bunch grab. of unhirable fucking nitwits and put them in blue uniforms. <sighs> dude. Just give C plus students power. I right. melted. Give down. them a badge, dude. How, do you melt down with TSA? Because I, I did melted down once usually. before. I mean, I have the pre check now, so it's like pretty. It's a breeze. There, uh, it, 
What's worse, DMV or TSA? I think anywhere where no one can get fired is they're always going to have attitude. If they know they can't get fired, they don't care. I let them know in the Denver International Airport at 3 a.m., loud, with nothing but adults around me, that America's not safer with them. And that they're pointless and that you're useless and none of us like you. That all of us see you, we hate you. (gasps) And like this, this woman was just staring me in the face and I was like... I just want you to know that that all of us, all of us hate you. Yeah. Did you eat? Did you eat before no, you fly? The, the, goblin, the goblin, the goblin was, was in full out. effect. Well, that's, I had a very out. similar meltdown years ago. I don't, I don't think I talked about it on here. Um, I was flying. It was before I had the pre-check, and it's when I was on the road all the time. So I was flying like every week, so I wouldn't go through the X-ray thing. I just would refuse that and do a pat down because I didn't want to take fucking three hundred X-rays a year. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's taken a while. Like, you know, they're like, okay, stand over here. And I'm there with like, there was like a middle-aged lady who w- refused it too. And I'm getting impatient. Like I fucking, as soon as I got to the airport, I'm in a bad mood. I'm ready to fucking fight these guys. <laughs> yeah. So I'm already like pissed off. But then the lady starts going like, come on, what's the fucking hold up? So that kind of like emboldened me where I was like, okay, well, it's like gamma radiation. Getting, well, it's because like I don't want to be the asshole where I'm like, I'm already fucking wound up. I'm already a psycho. So I don't want to start, you know, fucking losing my mind and make and regretting it. But the lady started and I was like, all right, yeah, this is, uh, this is, uh, this is annoying to her too. So then I, I, you know, yelled to one of them. I was like, hey, come on, you know, we have flights to catch. And he's like, we're just waiting for an available agent. And there was. This was at LAX. There's, and I said to him, I said, there's a hundred of you idiots <laughs> around here doing nothing. Just grab that moron right there. Uh, and uh, uh, they're like, uh, we'll be with you in a minute. And uh, so then I get the, you know, the guy comes over, big dopey, like, you know, obese fucking guy. Right. And he's like, uh, and I'm just, I'm actually just kind of in a hurry and just kind of like over it. And I've done this a million times with the pat down. The guy's like, okay, sir, what we're going to do first is I'm going to put my hand on it. I'm like, I, just do it. Fucking do it. I, I've done this a million times. I know. <laughs> just do it. Do it. Do it. He's like, you need to cooperate. And I was <laughs> like, I'm cooperating. I'm standing here like a fucking criminal. Right. Pat me down. Right. He's like, okay, if you're not going to cooperate, I'm going to have... I was like, what am I doing that's not cooperating? <laughs> fucking pat me down like yeah. a criminal and yeah. let me get on my fucking plane. All right, well, if you're not going to cooperate, I'm going to get a supervisor. And uh, I'm like, what are you fucking talking about? I'm cooperating. Yeah. And then like, uh, so he's like, okay, I'm getting a supervisor. He gets a supervisor. who's like a 19-year-old fucking chick with yeah. a GED. Yeah. And she's like, sir, if you ain't cooperating, we're gonna, I'm going to have to ask you to cooperate. And I'm like, I'm fucking cooperating. <laughs> like I just start screaming at the top of my lungs. I'm cooperating. Fucking pat me down. Uh. And then... A cop comes over. She goes and gets... She's like, I'm going to have to get a cop then. I'm like, fucking get a cop. What am I... Pat me down. And uh, so then the cop comes over and he goes... uh, He's like, "Um, you need to cooperate with these people. And I'm like, I'm fucking cooperating, dude. I'm like, I'm standing here like a fucking criminal. I fly all the time. I get treated like a goddamn criminal every time I get on a plane. He goes... Well, I mean, you know, since 9-11, I go, don't give me any of that 9-11 bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, and then like he, and then he basically, he was like, well, 
you just calm down or you're not going to get on your plane. Okay. And I'm like, well, just fucking tell them to pat me down. Like, yeah. I haven't done anything. They escalated this whole situation <laughs> yeah. by lecturing me because I'm not happy that I'm getting patted down by a fucking moron <laughs> where, like, I could have, like... And that's the other thing, too. So many times I've flown where, like, I'm in my computer bag, like, I'll be... And it's always the smaller airports are the most vigilant. Like, if you're some fucking... Springfield, Indian, Indiana airport, like with five people working. Yeah, five. They fucking go through. Your, they're the ones that find the fucking knife that's been in your bag for a year. Like <laughs> I had a fucking like a uh, wine, a corkscrew wine opener thing in my computer bag. It had a little knife on it, and fucking it. It was in my. It was in my bag for. I literally flew probably 80 times with this. And then I was going through like, I forget which, I think it was someplace, it was someplace in the Midwest, not a big airport. Um, and they find it. And I'm just like, oh shit. Well, and they're like, yeah, we're going to have to confiscate it. I was like, sure, take it. But I mean, I've, I've flown with that a hundred times since. <laughs> so I want to get into some before we explain this because you brought up building seven. So, uh, now, did you know that the um, Dick Cheney took over uh, NORAD, right? It's called NORAD? Yeah. You're talking about NORAD? Yeah. North yeah. American? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Do you know he took over that? He was in charge of basically our air defense. That's, that and that's when the Army guy kept coming in and saying, do you still want us, do the orders still stand? And he's like, have you heard that they've changed or whatever? Because <laughs> he was just like, don't fly any. Yeah. Planes, yeah, yeah. and uh, fly the, the planes out into the ocean, go out in the sea, yeah. and just do that. And basically, did that. Now, have you heard about the um, the Israeli art students? No. Okay, so I mean, I've heard a lot of like Israel. Well, uh, uh, there's several newscasts from like CBS, uh, Fox, and all mm -hmm. that stuff talk about how 40 students were in fact arrested. Uh, and that after interrogation, they were basically found out to be not art students and actually Mossad. Okay. And there's uh, pictures of them uh, in basically the World Trade Center uh, loading up fucking explosives. You and said 40. You mean five, right? The five? No, no, no. Those are the dancing Israelis. Oh, okay. okay. But on that day, You're 40 art students were arrested. You know, Trump mentioned this. He's been quoted talking about that there were people, there were Saudi Arabians, there were people that were were he saw them he's like i saw them you know and then later on he had to like retract it he's like well i saw something i saw someone on the roof <laughs> well dancing. yeah dude it's a very famous video this lady saw these these guys dancing on this mm -hmm. um on this van and she <laughs> yeah. called and she said hey i see these guys dancing at, at watching the building mm -hmm. so she explained it they pulled these guys over the <clears> cops <throat> pulled they you hear the cops talking about it pulled them open opened the uh, van weapons Giant oh, really? explosives, guns, all through there. So then they do the, They check out where they work, and they find this this guy who had hired all these art students, and they start tracking these dudes down, and they interrogate them. They find out that they're all basically here, uh, and they're Mossad. Mm -hmm. And then at some point, they all get released. And then there's a video of these guys who are called the Dancing Israelis. They are on a network show like Jimmy Kimmel, right, oh. in Israel, Explaining what happened, and they basically said they were there to document the uh, event. Uh huh? They were there to observe. Observe. Yeah. Now you brought up this thing. Uh, really? Yeah. Oh. It's uh, it's pretty scary. Uh, you brought Building Seven. We always have a fun moment in here called 
<laughs> do you know about Building Six? Yeah, no, I see. I see you have that pulled up. I yeah. don't know what's. Uh... So this is Building Six, and nobody ever talks about. And for some reason, it makes me think that Building Seven is controlled opposition. Building Six is never discussed because that building was basically hollowed out. It didn't work. They didn't blow the whole thing up. They hmm. hollowed it down. And, you know, we've talked about it before, but for the sake of information for what you. What was in Building 6? Because ah. Building 7 was like, it's like, oh, yeah, they had to fucking. And that was like Giuliani. Well, everybody knows Building 7, I guess. But, like, the fact that, like, right, was it like a couple months before they had all the windows replaced with, yeah. like, glass that could fucking withstand, like, basically the the pressure of the Twin Towers falling right in front of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I know that had like FBI. That's where all the fucking there were all kinds of records in there. And it's uh, did you look it up? Can you look up the El Dorado Task Force? Mm-hmm. That was Building Six. Building Six. Now this is kind of a fun moment on this podcast when we get somebody who doesn't know about it. It's kind of Christmas for us. Uh, um, and we've talked about it on the two episodes ago at the live show. But basically, it is a it was a task force made up of fifty five agencies pooled their resources together, and they went and they they were meant to find money laundering within around the world and within the U.S. government. Okay, and they were looking for like basically now what happens the day before nine eleven? Uh, six trillion dollars are missing from the Pentagon. Yeah, right. Money laundering, right? Where's yeah. this money going? Nobody knows where it's going. <laughs> Boom. Take out them. Yeah, the Take part of the there. Pentagon that was hit was the accounting. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Three accounting buildings were hit on 9-11. Yeah. You know? That's, oh, wow. <laughs> it's like crazy. And the crazy thing about the El Dorado Task Force uh, is that at the base... Oh, of, yeah, I've seen that patch before. Mm-hmm. So they go in there, the fire department, the first responders, when they go into the building, it's eight stories down. It's been blown out. Mm-hmm. And they get into the basement, and in the sub-basement, there's a vault, and it's empty. Oh, okay, yeah. Like a bad action movie, dude. Right. Like, what the hell was in that vault? Yeah. Like, maybe everything was just to steal whatever was in that vault. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, wasn't there? There was, like, a bunch of gold under the World Trade Center. What kind of gold you say, too? Eagle gold? They call it Black Eagle Gold. So when the Nazis rolled through Europe, they stamped gold, and it has the, the two Nazi eagle-headed and that was found in America during World War II in banks. Uh-huh. So Black Eagle Gold goes missing. Uh, right around the same time, the OSS, which is the beginning of the CIA, they then discover all this Black Eagle Gold in hidden caves around Europe. And now they have all the black budget that they need to start up their own private basically government. Oh, wow. So from that is when the CIA started. They used the money from the, the Nazis and off and running. I mean, dude, and then you look at, like, you go from there, you start looking at, you know, the list of the hammer and nail, Wesley Clark. Uh, these are the countries you're going after. Oh, yeah. And then you compare that to the countries that didn't have centralized bank at, at yeah, that time. Yeah, well, that's Gaddafi. That's why they fucking stabbed him. <laughs> Do you know who the else. Greg Wilson is? Do you know that comedian? Yeah, I mean, I don't really know him He's a nice personally. dude, but yeah. he, he, he shouldn't talk politics with me. Anyway, so I was bringing up that, like, we assassinate. They're having open slave trades in Libya because Obama assassinated uh, Muammar Gaddafi. Uh-huh. And he goes, you're blaming that on Obama. I go, yeah, Obama admits that he shouldn't assassinate him. 
Oh, okay, dude. Whatever, crazy guy. I go, it's one. It's, they were trying to get off the petrodollar. Okay, whatever. Yeah. So I sent him all these videos. He goes, nice sources. And I'm like, okay, that's the last time I argue fucking politics with that's, the Greg Wilson. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that's, yeah. How do you people handle that with it. people in your life that aren't necessarily easy to uh, talk to about you these types of things? I mean, you don't. What's the encouragement there? Because we I get mean, that. some people, you know, unless. You could tell pretty quickly if people are like, I mean, you just have to start. The starting point has to be like, you have to admit that you don't know what the fuck's going on on any level of anything. You know, like even people that are like, you know, hardcore atheists where they're like, yeah, it's all fucking fairy tales. It's like, well, who knows? You don't know. Yeah. I mean, maybe like all this most bullshitty sounding stuff is the most maybe it was like, you know fucking angels and shit coming down like who knows you know um but you have to start off with like you can't just be hanging on to you know like the cognitive dissonance of like nope the way the world works is like it's all there's no there's nobody bad that's powerful enough to do this shit yeah because they won't they're not that evil to do it and they go if i wouldn't do that these guys could well yeah and that's the i mean it's like un yeah, it's unfathomable to somebody who's not a psychopath or a fucking, you know, lizard person or whatever the fuck yeah. Dick Cheney's made out of yeah. because he's not. Who knows? I mean, I guess it's just like either, you know, you figure out you're like, I OK, I want to be a serial killer, child rapist. I want to be the worst of everything. Oh, well, I'll just get involved in politics and like, you know, get involved in all these you know, war companies and shit. And then I can do all that shit. You know like, what it's kind of like, man? Like, I know nobody watches porn here. We're all Christians. But, you know, when I did watch porn, mm-hmm. and you see that one girl, she'd start off with, like, simple porn. But then, like, five years later, she's into this. Well, that's aging. Yeah. That's like, I mean, it, like, now there's so much porn now. Yeah. Girls have, because there was, I just listened to a, uh, this, like, audio book, this guy, The Butterfly Effect, I think it was. Yeah. Uh and they were talking about how I don't know, maybe I'm getting it mixed up with something else. But basically, <laughs> porn like girls because there's just so many girls coming in, the shelf life of like, you know, like basically a twenty three year old comes in, makes a bunch of movies, and then by the time she's twenty five, she's old. Like you have to start it's she's like done it all. Well, because there's been like a hundred new right. chicks that come in, and that's like really what. But it's almost is. like politicians, where you start here yeah. and you're just in the game so long that you're doing this evil shit. But it doesn't really seem evil to you because it's just what you've been doing. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so you start porn, you get in oh, here, yeah. and like five years later, there's like ninety black dicks. And yeah, there's a you got a fire hydrant up your ass corner. and twenty and dicks like, in your mouth. Oh no, and you're this like, is just work. This? You know? Oh wait a minute. Yeah, that's right. I did a. Yeah, an innocent little tit thing, yeah. and now I'm like getting fucked by a horse. Now I'm in Tijuana, yeah, and that's a donkey, but it's work. And I, I, I got into it with uh, Jimmy. Uh, oh fuck, what's his name? The the uh, Never Not Funny podcast, Pardo, Jimmy oh, yeah. Pardo. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that is a fucking real. Like he, I don't think he likes me anymore because <laughs> I did his podcast and like mentioned a nine eleven thing where I was like, well. Just made like an offhand comment like, well, show me a video of the plane hitting the Pentagon and then I'll fucking shut up about it. He's like, well, are you one of those people? Are you one of those people? You think that's possible or whatever? I was like, yeah, Jimmy. Like, number one, a plane couldn't have fucking 
penetrated the Pentagon like that. And, you know, I was like, and I knew, I was like, listen, I know you're not a guy to get into this. It was on his podcast, so you can find it. <laughs> um, and I was like, listen, man, building seven straight <laughs> fell straight down. All these buildings fell straight down, like controlled demolitions. A plane, you know, there's no video you're telling me. There's no video of a plane hitting the Pentagon, like a, a building that's got probably literally a thousand cameras yeah. on it. Yeah. Uh, and he like just kind of uh, lost it. He was just like, you know, you basically was like, okay, you're a crazy guy. And like he was getting mad. But then I bumped into him. Like it was a fine pot. It wasn't a very aggressive podcast. I yeah. was just like, whatever. I feel like, you know, it was a fucking inside job. I mean, right. it seems pretty apparent to me. And he, you know, that really ruffled his feathers. And then like I saw him, you know, like maybe a year later at uh, at midnight. I was working at the show at midnight and he, I guess, was a guest or whatever. And like I was back in the they had like this big uh, kind of like green room area. Like it was like a craft service. It was just like this big area where they had like a monitor and chairs where people, friends of the guests could watch the show and stuff. And I was back there like getting a quesadilla or whatever. And Jimmy's like. He's like, hey, hey, I, uh, I had to go through uh, airport security uh, on my way here. I, I bet that pisses you off. Huh? And I was just like, like I saw him. I was just like, oh, <laughs> hey, man. He's just like, oh, yeah, I bet. I, like he made, I, he was like, yeah, yeah, I bet. I, does that piss you off? I had to go through security to get on a plane or something. I was like, what? <laughs> oh, shit. You're still like fucking. Yeah. Yeah. Like I really fucking <laughs> annoyed him. But I think like that, and no, nothing. I I like Jimmy. I, like I mean, Jimmy. I, I hope he's not. You know, I hope he's a good dude. He doesn't. There is something when you're in this town that you just, and you're in. You just don't want to get anything. You're just in. All the people. Are, I get. I'm not gonna say the comic's name. I get passive aggressive attacks from him constantly, like constantly. Uh huh. Over anything I like, he'll be like, "Oh, if you like me, well then I got to be doing something wrong." Or you like, he'll oh, say yeah. some shit like that, and it's just like because they're so in, they don't want to rock the boat, and they're uh. so in, and they want to. Was it virtue? Maybe signal. I shouldn't have said signal? Jimmy's name. I don't know. No, I don't. I care. mean, it's on his podcast. Yeah, well, you did a podcast. I, I listen, man. I since I've been doing this podcast. People think I'm a crazy person. And, yeah. I, you know, I've gotten to the point where I'm like, okay, I don't care. I'm I want to know who it. the comic is. I'm this close to fucking calling out like a bunch of fucking phonies <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, I don't, I'll tell you after. I mean, he might be your friend, but I went after somebody the other day. Can't, can't fucking Patton Oswald. I fucking lit that fuck up. But that's another story. So I want to get into the Patreon. Boston bombing, okay? Uh-huh. Um, ta- the, these two guys, these two dudes. Two who, poor fucking patsies. Right? Yeah. So it turns out later on that his brother, his, his uncle is dating the woman who's in charge. Okay, she's dating a woman, Graham. Uh, so this Tavisha guy, outspoken uncle, the brother, was married to Samantha A. Fuller until 2004. Samantha's father is Graham Fuller, the senior CIA person who is the architect of the Afghani Islamic fundamentalist war against Soviet. He's also involved in creating a global jihad network, presumably acting on the best interests of the CIA. Mm -hmm. I mean, like straight up connection right there, like direct connect to the guy knows this dude. Who's the CIA fucking basic guy in that region. So these guys come here and something very interesting happens, ma'am. Just call me ma'am. Man, 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 man. <laughs> uh, there is a bunch of guys in black 
military fatigue. Yeah, the craft guys. The guys who walk around with the the Punisher logo on yeah, their shit. Craft. That's the name of the uh, uh, security firm. Yeah, it's uh, it's like part of an offshoot of Blackwater or something. It's called yeah, Craft. There uh, we go. Right. So what's interesting is the picture of the bombers backpack. Right. Doesn't fit the picture of the backpack that they said the bomb came off of. Yeah. It's a totally different backpack. What does fit backpack is this guy right here. The guy with the military pants. Yeah, the, right yeah. there, right? Oh, no, yeah, totally. Yeah, it completely I've seen that a fits his times. picture, right? Fuck. No, I never yeah, it's that. like, why are these like fucking mercenary guys just hanging there, out? They're hanging out. They're all dressed the same. They got the khaki army pants on, the black fucking, the same black shirts and the fucking hats with the Punisher logo. And I don't know, my computer's not working, but Kraft is the. Not name the macro of and that. cheese people, right? Not K R A F T, oh, yeah. which I'll, give, I'll send a shout out to Kraft Singles right now. Uh, <laughs> love that shit. I fucking love My old lady bought some Kraft Singles, and I was like, why the fuck Kraft Singles? And then, like, I'm just putting that shit on my eggs. I'm like, oh, this is like, it's got like that trashy, because it reminds you of like a McDonald's. Oh, like, yeah. it's got that, like, oh, this is like some fucking, like, diner in a shitty neighborhood taste to it but it's good you know yeah so it's we, like the burrito king you ever go to the burrito king? oh yeah, yeah there used to be one up the street for me and their nachos are just like the fucking best grossest thing like it's just like oh it's so kind of it's like borderline it's the hard thing in la it's so hard to find good mexican food and we're surround it yeah. basically like northern mexico and i always tell people i'm like you have to go to someone's house to eat good mexican food yeah, I mean, look at the backpacks that these guys have on. They don't look anything like the one they showed that just exploded. Yeah, Kraft International is a tactical and weapons training company that offers their services to military and law enforcement agencies. The Kraft employees are ex-military, and the company was founded by Chris Kyle, the former Navy SEAL sniper who was shot to death on the shooting range in February 2013. Chris Kyle, <laughs> remember? Yeah. This is his uh, security firm. Hey, you got PDSD? Let's go shoot some guns. <laughs> you know, so so we hear about these bombings, right? About these guys in black military fatigue mm -hmm. are all over this place. And people like they slit the kid's throat so he can't talk. You know, it's like all this crazy ass shit going on. Whose throat did they slit? They slit the uh, the kid that survived the one trying. They slit it so he couldn't talk. Crazy. Oh, really? So go to the next video. The so, brother who's like in jail now yeah, or whatever. About to do death penalty or something. So then... We go to San Bernardino, all right? Mm -hmm. Go to San Bernardino. Oh, yeah. That was like craft guy. Like the, all the descriptions. It's crazy when you're seeing this shit happen live because they're like, it's three six foot tall white guys in military fatigue. And when I watched it happen live, dude. Yeah. I, I watched clip. it happen live and I saw that report. And when I heard black military fatigue after studying the Boston, I'm like, what is going on here? Yeah. dude? I'm going to play it for you guys. So this is the audio clip from the news in San Bernardino. When we, where I was at right here, we seen uh, there was three white men in uh, military fatigues um, taking off. Who were they driving? Uh, it was, was it a black, was it a black, black Impala, yeah, like SUV, no, uh, SUV, or yeah. You think that they might have been the shooters? Yeah. The way they were driving, yeah. Yeah. And how many shots did you hear? Oh, a lot. It was a lot. It, it sounded like, yeah, like I said, it would sound like a gun range, just shots going off like crazy. I mean, dude, I remember hearing that. And then I watched the story start to turn over and over and over again yeah. to this couple that just had a baby yeah. 
shooting up some office party. And then when they show him dead, his arms are like he's hogtied. Yeah. When he's supposedly dead, when they just light up the whole fucking car. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up how like, you know. And let's remember what what San Bernardino led to was the whole getting the FBI to get Apple to crack phones, right? This was back when it was... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was still... Right. Uh, it was when it was an iPhone but 5. Oh, so then did they finally... Because I remember Apple wasn't letting them do it. They weren't... They weren't letting them do it, but get this. In 1993, the NSA introduced Clipper Chip, an encryption device with acknowledged backdoor government access that was used in phone encryption. The proposal touched off a public debate known as Crypto Wars, and Clipper Chip was never adopted, supposedly. But Snowden revealed in 2013 that mass surveillance was being done by both the NSA, British government, and using on iPhones, Blackberries, Androids. They were using Clipper Chip ever since 1993. For sure, So So you, everything you've ever, every, every, the first cell phone you ever had was tapped. Yeah. So here's where I start to get in to where articles I know I've read can't be found on the internet. Yeah. And it's this one about Fort Hood and oh, about yeah. how there was actually an article that the FBI sat back and just watched the shootings happen. And that the, that the family either of the shooter or the family of the victims were suing the FBI mm-hmm. to get uh, to basically say you let this happen. Mm-hmm. To get a, a traumatic, uh, 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 like the, a trauma uh, event, to get a reaction from people, because then it's again, it's like, oh, here we are, yeah. ISIS is here, uh oh, ISIS is on our, gr-. you know, and it's like, yeah. no, they're fucking not, man. And then later on, we find out that ISIS is being paid for on, like the people, our troops who are fighting ISIS, yeah, they're getting the same. ISIS is getting the same checks. They're all yeah. getting the same checks from the same fucking people. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's like the most basic thing that. I don't understand how far you have your head buried in the sand where you're just like, look, it's simple. Like, here's the profits of all these companies that are making weapons. Isn't it in their best interest if wars keep happening? Like, and all this shit, like, even, you know, the fact, even if there's something slightly fishy about, like, the Boston bombing or anything like that, wouldn't, shouldn't we be really investigating, like, investigating these guys like the guys that are like the military industrial complex should be the most scrutinized we should know the names of every single fucking guy running raytheon and uh you know all these weapons companies. ge like that's when ge bought nbc there was there was a great um harvey uh or not harvey keitel uh the american splendor guy harvey uh, p car mm-hmm. was on he used to go on letterman and he was like, you know, Letterman liked to have him on because he was like real fucking kind of crazy. But he was not crazy. He was just like he didn't give a shit about TV and stuff. And when he came out, when GE bought NBC, he came out like with like a boycott NBC and just was like did this rant on Letterman, which you can find that on YouTube, where he's just like this is a conflict of interest. He's like they make fucking weapons, man. Yeah. You can't make weapons and control the news. Yep. And it's like that's, you know. That was, that was his last appearance. <laughs> May, no, maybe not even, but or possibly it could I mean, have been. You look at MSNBC. Uh, uh, Phil Donahue, Jimmy Dore talks about it all the time. Phil Donahue basically got he had the highest ratings on the network, mm-hmm. and he started railing against war, and he got fired. Yeah, they let him go. I mean, good. Go on MSNBC, find somebody that's anti-war. Yeah, find it. It's never going to happen. 
No. Where is the anti-war movement? It's not fucking there, man. Yeah. Well, it's they're not... fighting for our freedom. You got to support the troops no matter what. Yeah. So let's go to the Orlando shooting, and we'll ra- we'll get through this a couple more minutes. Orlando shooting, right? Mm-hmm. What do we find out about this guy? Oh, he's ISIS. Now me and David. But wait, wasn't his dad in the FBI? His or something? dad. Here it is. His dad was a, a FBI informant. Yeah. Here's yeah, right. this connection again, right? Once again, we have an FBI. Now, here's the thing. The Orlando nightclub, the PR lady for that Mm -hmm. was also the PR lady for guess who? Sandy Hook. Oh, really? And guess who else she ends up fucking being PR for? The brother of Steven Paddock. Oh, really? Yes. And they like locked him up for like kitty porn. No, they they let him go. Oh, did they? they? They never said about it. The FBI or whoever it was, yeah. they pinned it on him because one of his relatives was sadly someone involved. So they tried to pin Kitty uh, Porn on okay. him. That's what they do. They tr- they. So pin- it was a real thing, but it just wasn't him. Like it was. No, there wasn't even any proof of anything. They had oh. to let him go. Here's the thing: they always put Kitty Porn on you when they want to like bring in on something. That's well- the fucking scariest thing. Like this, I just watched, and it's a. Uh, plug for a movie that's in the theaters the um, Unfriended Dark Web it's fucking good I don't know if you saw the first Unfriended if you like uh, scary movies it's done really well like it's all kind of over like uh, computer chatting and stuff and the Dark Web one is basically without giving anything away it's just like you know it kind of revolves around this guy gets a new laptop but it's like stolen or whatever and uh, and then it's like there's like this cabal of people that they're kind of involved in. But it's like all this shit's happening where they're like, you know, watching everybody on this chat. And I'm just so ignorant to like how I know how to fucking like control, like fucking copy and paste. And like, I, I don't know anything about how computers work. And the fact that like there are people like I do have friends who know, like who've got into them really early fucking do web design and all kinds of shit and you know i'll just be like oh yeah so like if i'm using my computer at a coffee shop and somebody wants to just get into it oh yeah it's easy like if somebody knows what they're doing they can do anything like they can put shit on your computer and that's scary it's just like it's so easy to frame anybody Mm -hmm. with like and like of course kitty porn is the worst thing that like nobody even listens after like it's like oh sam tripoli got caught with uh do you hear what they found? They found kitty porn. Uh, don't say that. Everybody, <laughs> can you isolate that, Aaron, and make that uh, just a clip we that I can make my ringtone? Yeah, we used to assassinate like political figures and public figures. Now we just assassinate their character, and you're just done. Yeah. Well, and the way things are now, like you can even just manufacture videos, like the, you know, the uh, I don't even know what you call it, the special effects or what, like you can just oh, manufacture yeah. a video swap. and make it look like now they're doing me and that, you were yeah. fucking it's murdering good, people. Dude. It's not good. And then people are like, I saw it with my own two eyes. They're guilty. Uh, yeah. So it's like, it's fucking horrifying. But yeah, that Unfriended movie's uh Back to good. the Orlando shooting. So right after that, a guy gets, and here's another article I can't find. It's basically this article about how the guy who's going to shoot up the LA Gay Pride event uh, basically comes out and says that it's either him or someone else comes out and says that the FBI encouraged him to do it to defend Islam. Oh yeah, and that 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 article, anything about it, wiped off the net. Yeah. Can't find any. I've read it before. I can't find any yeah. of it. Well, that's everything's been, and I don't know what caused 
YouTube, you know, what's causing all this? I mean, obviously, it's like it has something to do with that net neutrality or or whatever the fuck they've been, uh, you know, trying to clamp down on. But yeah, it's fucked. You can't find any. There's a ton of shit out there that you just can't find. And like and like you're saying, that guy said the FBI encouraged him every time. You haven't heard any in a while, but there used to be every now and then it's just like, oh, the FBI, uh, they just foiled a big, uh, a big, a big plot to do something. But then it turns out that they get some fucking schnook. Yeah, they encourage them to yeah, do it. They get these guys and like get the money and like they're like, hey, listen, all you got to do is fucking shoot up this place. And they're like, I don't know. I don't really want to. And they're like, well, you get. 300 grand and your family will be okay i guess i'll do it this one (laughs) ah we just foiled a plot that we created and fucking ruined like you know a hundred people's lives al-qaeda isis all the same shit dude yeah well drug war it's all funded by the cia so let's get into the big one which is um vegas yeah all the craziness in vegas obviously the a month before the event there is a anonymous uh, a post on 4chan, which states, it was on September 10th, states that tomorrow, which would be September 11th, there's going to be a high-impact event in Vegas. Uh, if you see four black vans run, okay, mm-hmm. they're going to shoot up a giant event and going to make you think that you're not safe anywhere. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to push body scanners in hotels. Right. Right? Yeah, and uh, and concerts. Too. Well, so they have that at like big events, like sporting events and stuff. They're pushing to get body scanners in there. Just think about where all these high impact events happen. Okay, mm-hmm. schools. Why would they happen in schools? Because there's nothing that tugs at your emotional heart more right. than children getting shot. Yeah. So let's take a look at also guns. Who's the most avid gun pro- pro- uh, po- uh, proponents? Like people who support gun rights. Uh, Christians. Right country. What a great place to hit that mm-hmm. hit a fucking country music festival. Well, that's, I do, and I, I feel the same way where I'm like, oh, these are the guys, because like when there are school shootings and stuff, or just, you know, the, like the dopey fucking, you know, Trump supporting, uh, you know, just morons who are just like, oh, I don't like them. Like that actually was at the show that I was at, that I did the at the Ice House that you put on. Where the guy in the front row is like a Mexican guy who yeah. supported Trump, yeah. and and I got into it with him, yeah, it was great. and I was like, well, what do you, what do you like about him? And he just goes, I just like him because you don't like him. Oh, that's and it's so like that's funny. the whole fucking, that's that whole base. They're just like, oh, these fucking quinoa, kale eating fucking gays, and that's like, uh, I like those people. <laughs> oh yeah, they're fine people, but that's the the. Um, you know, the whole gun control thing. It's just like, oh, these fucking, oh, I want to have 20 million guns because these leftists, these lefties in, right, uh, right. in Hollywood don't want them. And it's like, oh, we'll shoot up a fucking shit kicker moron event. Yeah. And that gets a little few, turns a few of them on. The, well, maybe they should uh, so, take our guns. <laughs> I, I'm told. Yeah. And then and where else they hit churches. That's a yeah. very fucking right thing. Start yeah. shooting up churches. They never shoot up clan meetings. They yeah. never shoot up fucking 
Uh, uh, the fucking like politicians. Like, yeah. How come you know like people or are they gonna... hit the politicians that are, like the guy that got shot the game. Oh, he's about oh, yeah. to push anti child yeah. sex trafficking shit. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Blame it on a Bernie Sanders supporter. Yeah. It's like fucking nuts. So this they never walk into the fucking Verizon headquarters yeah. or the fucking Time the Warner or the NRA. Yeah. Why don't you walk if you you know it's like why doesn't the NRA ever get hit? But. It's just because these are high impact events. So this 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 uh, non- anonymous post says that it's going to happen here. It says it's going to happen on nine eleven, but it's wrong. And what I think happens is they see this. Po- they see something's going to go down. It says nine eleven eleven nine eleven zero one, and they're like, oh, it's going to happen on nine eleven. But what it, when it really happens is at the Route ninety one festival on October first, which okay. is fucking that boom and everything they're talking about. Let's talk about the fact that the guy was able to use the employee elevators. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the fact that he was using the Four Seasons, which was owned by the House of Sod yeah. fucking brothers that were in the fucking Tropicana being escorted out by SWAT. Yeah. And that's why SWAT wasn't there taking care of shit because they were too busy escorting this fucking Saudi guy out who later on gets killed in the Saudi Royal Purge. Oh, yeah. Well, that's... And that's the, um, you know, people that are like, oh, Sam, you're crazy, you know, fucking all these conspiracy theories. There's a real easy way to shut us up about it though it's like show me show me a plane hitting the pentagon mm-hmm. show me one fucking video of this guy taking an arsenal of guns up to his fucking room yeah show me a video like i mean you know vegas again it's a place that's got more cameras than the pentagon there's no fucking videos of this guy like you can't at least making without some trip. being on camera yeah no you fucking you swipe a fucking you know bottle of uh, a tiny bottle of tequila from a mini bar and the security's on your fucking ass like right and this guy brought like you know what like three or four big fucking bags full of guns there's yeah. not one video of him doing that there then there have, is actually guys no they're not the there's York, video of him I've jumping in an elevator you don't where he tips a bellboy a lot of money and takes him up like over four days okay so so you're telling me the yeah. bellboy brings up the bags okay it's clink 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 nothing happens no they're and hard shell and they're why is he using the employee around. elevator because he's a high roller, and they just do whatever the fuck a high roller says. Okay. I mean, if that's the case, then then I stand corrected. Okay. I haven't seen the find New York it. Times put that video out. So let's get into it, and I'm not against it, dude. If you want, you find it, find it. Let's take a look at the fact that there's a connection between um, uh, Stephen Paddock and the basically the military industrial complex and the intelligence agency. Stephen Paddock owns a plane. Uh, it's registered in his name in May. 25 Yeah, he was like a drug smuggler or La- something. Later on, that plane is registered to a group called Volton LLC. Let's take a look at Volton LLC. Where is it? Volton LLC. Okay, which is basically... Uh, where There it is. What is... Go to Volton, V-O-L-A-N-T, associates.com, and take a look at with them. Serving the U.S. Intelligence Committee and the Department of Defense. Just ties after ties after ties, man. Okay. Who does he buy? Who does he buy ammunition from? Who does he buy? The, who does he get the guns from? The, I mean, the bullets from. He gets a guy from Douglas Haig. Douglas Haig. Yes. Who does Douglas Haig work for? It's very, I got to find it real quick. 
I had the company right here. It's basically uh, a company that's associated with like Lockheed Martin and all them. They yeah. deal with fucking bullets and all that shit. Once again, the military industrial complex. You know, that's where we go, dude. Boom. And it's connections one after another. Three chicks in the fucking room. He was a drug runner. I mean, he was a gun runner. Yeah. And he was starting to sue hotels. They were starting to, he was starting to sue hotels for, like, money because he's taking losses. And when you're that job, you don't get, you don't get, like, you don't need that kind of publicity because it brings a lot of shit onto you and people don't fucking like that stuff. So, fuck, I had his company, but this is going to be the last one we're going to get into because we're about to wrap it up. Do you guys want to get in a parkland or do you want to just call it a day? Is that the, the that's school? The school, the uh, yeah, Florida school. Yeah, I mean, I'm curious. I don't know much about it. Um, I'm curious though what what you have to say. I mean, I do find the. Uh, I mean, I don't want to. You know, if these kids are just like genuine kids and stuff, then and they went through something like that's that. Cool. That's cool. We don't have to do it. We no, no, I'm no, I'm I'm saying, but I find it like. You know, these kids that they tap to be like the spokespeople for it seem like pretty good at being spokespeople for like anti, I don't know. I'm just kind of like definitely something because I'm bent that way. It seems fishy, but I'm like, where did these kids come from who are like every high school kid I've ever seen is like just awkward and kind of dopey. And like we have kind of these revolutionary, like, you know, the girl with the shaved head is like, you know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe she just went through some shit. What's the, what do you... Oh, real quick. This is the guy who sold the bullets to uh, Paddock is from Special Military Ammunition, LLC. And they're basically connected to the entire military industrial complex. Again, gun running, you know. We we made a lot of connections today. I mean, the thing that we do here, we, we put out the breadcrumbs. We've said some names. We've said some places, some dates. Look into it. When we're I can't wrong, we're find wrong. the video. There's the video. They probably took it down of the that the cab driver took in yeah, the. And you uh, hear multiple shots. Yeah, you hear shots super far away, and you sh- hear shots right every above them. single. Then there's the video of you can see uh, three moving shadows on the trailer. Uh, why haven't they released the autopsies? Because they most likely show bullets coming from different areas. Yeah. <clears throat> I wish we had more time, man. Should we find out, even though we've heard from him? Yeah. I'd All love up. to hear Aaron's thoughts. Aaron. Aaron. Don't be an idiot. A.A. Ron. <laughs> well, you better be sick, dead, or mute, A.A. Ron. You done messed up, A.A. Ron. You filthy <laughs> animal. Aaron, thoughts? Oh, I mean, I can't believe we're going to the Vegas shooting again. Uh, <laughs> I had friends there. And they're not fucking slack-jawed yokels the way you guys uh, represent some of them. But oh, sorry, I should uh, have. I, I do. I'm sure there were some good people. Yeah, there. yeah, totally. No, okay, um, first of all, nobody's saying nobody dumb was. Ca- people were lights were lost. It's super sadness. Yeah, I know. It's just the first thing I thought of. Um, <laughs> like I said, I've seen the New York Times video. It's fucking chilling. It's him just gingerly walking with people up to his hotel room. Okay. You know, it's it's scary how, you know, like the banality of evil, that phrase. Yeah. That's terrifying. Let me, me ask you something. Because he's just like, uh, I'm going to gamble all night and then go pick up more guns and put them in my fucking hotel room. Okay. It's crazy. 
What if he's a gun runner and he's selling guns? He's making a gun deal and he and things go bad. Kind of like what you just said where they, hey, dude, go shoot up this thing. We'll give you 300 grand. And then they fucking turn around and it's like, oh, you're going to do this. Is it possible, even with your video that you've seen, that they well, could he's be- saying he saw the video of the of the, him uh, bellboy yeah. with a bunch of bo- boxes of over bringing several, up. Over but what if he's days. selling the guns, and then it just it's a it's a deal gone bad. What you if know? monkeys flew out of my ass right now? I mean, well, because anything is possible. It's not possible that a monkey will fly out your ass. It's physically impossible because I would pay good money to watch well, that. Well, with like the multiverse theory, I think it is like every everything. That is possible. Okay, so you're happening. saying that he may, could I mean, be a drug know. runner and he could have monkeys coming out of his ass. I mean, I don't know if the monkey ass okay. thing. We'll leave could that happen. wide open. One more time, Walsh. Thank you for coming on. Uh, tell us about where you uh, your tour, real quick. Yeah, the Bay Area. Just uh, you know, it's it's up in the Bay Area, San Francisco, Oakland, and then um, there's like some outlying Santa Cruz and Ronert Park. And uh, San Carlos at the Devil's Canyon Brewery. They're going to be fun shows. It's me and Brett Erickson. Will there be adult language? There's going to be hella adult language. Um, so Christian Warriors, tickets, this might not get be- your, It's worth getting your tickets now because they're cheap. They're $10 if you order them in advance. Not and bad. Like That's a quality show. at the door, yeah. All the Mad Hatters out in the Bay Area. You better go out there and support Walsh. You're very yeah, you funny, dude. BrendanWalsh.com. Thanks for coming on, Aaron. We appreciate you participating. Aaron was just biting at the bit. He like, you know, he just had couldn't even wait for his time. Guys, it's been a pleasure. We'll see you guys soon. Putting together the tour. We're gonna come to a city near you. Holla at your boy. Take care. What's the uh, oh who's the comic?